Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 213. How to let your students self-discover their tennis skills. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, are you looking to get better at tennis, or maybe you've hit a plateau, or you're new to tennis or a laps player, and you're looking to get back into the swing of things? Sign up for my Accelerator Tennis System, a fresh start guide on how to play smart tennis. Log on to Backhand City or go to the show notes and click on the link to get a preview for the Accelerator Tennis System. Well, today's topic, how to let your student self-discover their tennis skills. Now, there's a famous expression that comes up, and I think this is appropriate, and it's entitled, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Now, let's put that into perspective. Typically, people take tennis lessons because they're looking to solve a problem. They either want to burn stress, get a workout, but they typically have an aspect of their game they want to improve, or they just want to learn tennis for the first time. So what I'm talking about here is obviously your horse is in the stable. Your horse is interesting in a little bit of exercise, or they wouldn't be there. But what I'm talking about here is technique. And here's an example. I have a student who I started working with about a year ago. And when she started out, she was really in love with the one-handed backhand. And just looking at her physically, she's more petite. Uh, she has skinny arms. She's strong. But I was like, boy, that one-handed backhand is going to be really tricky. You've got small hands. She was really set on using it. We tried the two-hander. She wasn't really comfortable with it. So I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily think it's a good idea. But my second tip here is you have to let the student take ownership of their strokes. So I was like, listen, I think it's going to be more challenging, but I'm here to support you, and I'm going to teach you a one-handed backhand. So tip number one was you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them trip, uh, drink. Tip number two is let the student take ownership of the stroke. Now, I did explain this is going to be a little more intricate there's a bigger grip change. It's a totally different technique than a two-handed backhand. Simply put, it's a harder shot. She was okay with that. We ended up working on this stroke for probably about, you know, I guess that we worked in the beginning. So she's about a year into it. And then the other day, this is a couple of weeks ago, she just started hitting with two hands. And uh, I was like, wow, that actually looks pretty good with a little tweaks. We can really make it good. And she's like, yeah. I don't think I'm going to be strong enough to hit the one-handed backhand. Like certain shots were just overpowering her wrist and her grip. And she kind of came to that self-discovery that I kind of pointed out a year ago. But you see what happened? The student took ownership of the stroke and had to discover it for herself. Now she's super on board because she experienced it on her own. She tried it to the best of her ability. And now that she's hitting two hands... It actually wasn't all for not because she's actually developed really good footwork and timing. So now when we're working on the two-handed backhand, it flourishes 
pretty quickly. And the technique's a little bit different, so we kind of had to break it down and install a new technique for the two-handed backhand. But I'd say we've done about two sessions now, and she's hitting it really well. So we couldn't have got there if I forced fed that. And so tip number three is you have to kind of recognize when you're solving a problem or you're adding an additional problem. And there I could kind of see in the big picture that this was going to have a different dynamic to it. But what I wanted to do is just kind of stay out of the way, not create more headaches and just kind of work with what was going on and let the process work itself out. And it took a while, and that's where we went. And I was thinking about it afterwards. The day she learns kind of a slice backhand, it'll probably be with a one-handed single release. It'll have benefit that she already spent nine months working on that. And we kind of were working on flat and top spin balls. But I think that one-handed single release will come in handy for her down the road. So it wasn't really a total waste of time. Plus, it really helped her with her movement and her timing. Tip number four is when you're kind of going over this with the student, when you're trying to figure out what stroke and technique they want to use inside of your system, what you really need to do is summarize the outcome. Kind of let them know, hey, this is what it's going to look like when it's finished. Does that interest you? And if you can paint a picture that's realistic in its nature and attainable, that will really help the student come to make a decision on what they want to do. And then finally, the fifth tip is trust the process. To get to that outcome, you can't skip stages. you got to stay within this system of development and just keep checking boxes, as I say. And as you check more and more boxes, you can keep stacking more techniques on top of each other. And before you know it, you've gotten to that outcome. Now, how long does that take? It depends on how fast you learn, how much you practice, and what your outcome is that you're seeking. Because some outcomes are bigger and take longer than others. Sometimes outcomes are short little tweaks or quick fixes. So all this needs to be customized by you and the student. So tip number one, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Tip number two, let the student take ownership of the stroke. It's their stroke. They're going to be hitting it, not you. Tip number three, recognize when you're solving problems as opposed to creating more problems. Tip number four, summarize the outcome. Once you get to that situation where the student knows what they want and they take ownership of it, summarize the outcome to kind of resonate with them and get them to agree with that. And then finally, to get there, you're going to need a system and process with progressions. And so you can check boxes and get to the desired goal. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day with a fresh episode. And if you're looking for people to play with or practice with, you've come to the right place. Log on to BackhandCity.com and sign up for our free Find a Tennis Partner service. All you got to do is log in with your first name and your email. And once you're inside the dashboard, you can set up your profile and start looking for tennis partners today. This is Ryan Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to Could this 
Yes, I knew it all along. 